When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, what up? It's DK. Thank you so much for listening to the Mixing Music Podcast. I just want to do a quick plug. Did you know that I write kids' books? If you have children, nieces, nephews, I have books that are totally available for free or $10 on Amazon for physical copies. You can go to mixingmusicpodcast.com backslash kidsbooks to get access and learn more about that. Thank you for all of your support. Now let's get back to the show. Hello, you are listening to Mixing Music. I am DK, and today we're going to talk about where to get started with mixing, how to get started, uh, and kind of planning for the future. This is an episode meant for newer, just like people that are just starting, um, but I guarantee there's something to learn if you've been doing this for a while as well. So where to get started? I think that every company and business needs a purpose, needs some sort of like goal, um, that's like short-term goals, long-term goals, some, some purpose, like, uh, but most, yeah, like I think purpose and goals, they're kind of different. My purpose is I want to influence the world for good. I want to, like, I made a lot of dumb decisions or good decisions based on the music that I listened to when I was in high school. And I want to have a major impact on the world, um, by influencing the music that kids and adults are listening to, right? I want to have a good influence on this world. Uh, and sometimes, um, and I do, I get to do, even though I'm just a mix engineer, I have some influence in that area. I really believe that what I do, I, again, my job is to emotionally connect, enhance the emotional connection between the artist and the audience. And when the artist has something to say, I'm making sure that it's heard, you know, like that is my job. And, uh, I really believe that I'm good at that. So, that's like my purpose. That's like my general theme um, that I do. Some people have really hardcore purposes to the point where they say no to projects uh, if it doesn't align with that purpose. I know a lot of companies that do that, like outside of music that do that as well. And I also think that uh, if you have a purpose, then big decisions in the future, for example, if you're an artist and you know what your main purpose is, um, and a record label comes up to you and says they want to sign you, like making big decisions is a lot easier if you know what your general purpose is, like what your big idea purpose is, right? Um, and if you have a good purpose that you really believe in, sometimes that's like a big motivator. Now, I think purposes are a little bit different from goals. I think goals are really important as well. And I think you need to have short-term goals, mid-term goals, long-term goals, whatever works well. Um, and I think there's like, there's rules on best ways to psychologically, psychologically best ways to set goals. Uh, for example, like range goals, uh, like instead of setting a number, like set a range, like the lowest range, like if, if it's a number goal, like how many, how many, uh, artists do I want to work with this month or how many projects do I want to work with this month? Uh, there's some evidence that shows that having a range goal is a lot better psychologically and actually deems better results. And that is, uh, like, for example, like in the low range, like, hey, I want to work with like three artists. That's really realistic. If I get that, I hit my goal. Um, but at the same time, uh, 
uh, my high end range is like eight clients. Like I want to work with eight clients this month. Um, I don't know what your numbers are. Um, but I'm just saying like, Hey, like, you know, like this is, you want to hit that number. Like for you, that might be a really high number, whatever that goal is. I really believe in range goals. So it's like, once you hit that three, you start to feel really good, but you want like, Hey, like I'm trying to get that eight, you know, and you start to push yourself, but you know that you're in a good place. Um, there's some studies behind this. I don't have the studies in front of me. I apologize. You should look it up and tell me about it. Uh, but I really do believe in setting goals. Like if you're not setting goals, if you don't like have some sort of whiteboard or something like where you have all your goals out or like on a notebook piece of paper, some like your notepad in the computer, like whatever it is you need to do to write your goals and just like look at them every once in a while. If you need to save it as your screensaver on your phone, whatever needs to happen, I think that having goals is one of the fast, best ways for you to consistently check up with yourself on your own personal progress. You need to set goals, right? Um, now, this is super duper basic, and this is where I think you need to get started. Before anything else, you need to have a purpose, and you need to have some goals. Uh, I really do believe that. Um, I really do believe that uh, th- we a lot of mix engineers will immediately just go into like gear and plugins and whatnot. No, like there's... This is a business. Like you're trying to run your own personal business. Like you are a brand. You're trying to reach out to people. Like you need to think about this stuff. Like you're not just some machine that cranks songs away and you people just send you songs. Like you know, you need to find people to send you songs if you're independent or not working with for a record label or anything like that. You need to find people to send you songs. You need to make sure that people sending you songs is consistent so you're doing a good job. You need to make sure your processes are set up right. Um, I, I also believe that, uh, one of the other things that you could do to get started is start a website, start social media and actually start posting. Like, don't just start. I I don't care if you're bad at social media and you don't post on your personal account. Like you need to consider that it's part of your livelihood as a business to post on your social media. Like you, you have on your personal account. Sure. Like if, if you're using your personal account as your business account, then you need to hustle. Like that should be part of your priority. Like if you are not hustling, if you're being lazy, then you are losing out on networking opportunities, on potential clients. Like you are losing out. You are losing out on PR opportunities, marketing. Like there, there's way too much to be losing for the free act of posting. Like post something every day, post something all the time. Like I don't care. Like you don't have to be flexing on people all the time. You just need to be like show that you're active. Again, like being saying that you're bad at social media is not a good excuse. You need to get good at it as part of your livelihood, I would say. Getting a website is super important. I don't think it's like the most important thing because most people don't look at websites. Uh, if you're like, but I think that having a website is very professional and you're giving people the opportunity to learn more, more in depth about you and your company or your business, right? Um, I also believe uh, getting a nice computer. I think that's where you're getting started. Uh, if you, I mean, you got to work with what you got to work with. We live in America, um, where you you work with what you got. Um, in Japan, like people don't start doing stuff until they got the exact right amount of gear. Like if you want to, like in America, like or in Japan, if you want to be like a biker, like uh, like a cyclist, like. They, nobody, they don't jump on like their any old bike and start like cycling or like biking. They, they like Japanese people have this like stereotype tendency to like they have to have exactly the right gear. They gotta have the hat. They gotta have the shirt. They gotta have the bike pants. They gotta have a nice bike. They gotta have the sunglasses. They gotta have the bike GPS. They gotta have all that stuff before they can even start. Like this is America, 
And if you're not, if you're listening from outside of America, then you should follow this mentality. You got to go with what you got. It's better to start now than to delay when you start because of what you don't have. Okay. You need to start now. And if you really want this, you got to hustle for that. So go ahead and start. If you need to use your mom's laptop or your girlfriend's laptop just to start, like go for it. I mean, obviously with permission, you don't want to just steal your your family's stuff or your friend's stuff, but you got to, you got to start hustling now. Um, I, I would say that if you're really just getting started, it's a good idea to do projects. I, I, I'm kind of torn. Um, I've done a lot of projects for free in the past. I still do every once in a while if it's a client that I really want to work with that I'm just not in that circle at all, but I want to get in that circle. I won't really offer. I don't believe in like, I'm not a super huge believer of like offering my services for free. Um, if you offer your services, I kind of recommend doing for like stupid cheap. Uh, this is like psychological in the sense that like buyers, they want, they believe if you purchase something, like if you want to purchase a couch for your home and it's the same exact couch, it's the same exact couch, right? And they have a brand new one at the thrift store. Like it's never been used, but it's at the thrift store and it's $30, right? Or they have the same exact couch at a, a high-end uh, like RC Willie, right? And uh, that's not really super duper high end, but like whatever. Like it's more expensive than the thrift shop, and it's three hundred dollars for this couch. No, 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 no. Let's make it like, like yeah, no, yeah. Let's do three hundred dollars. So ten times more, and for this little like love seat couch type thing, it's not a super expensive couch. But the point is, um, you want this couch, and you see both things. You know that the one at the thrift store exists, and you know that the one in RC Willie exists. Now, the only thing that you notice that's different is the price tag. As a buyer, most people are just going to assume that the one at RC Willie is a better couch just because of the price tag difference. That's it. Like, maybe also the location because of the fact that it's at a thrift store or whatever. But, like, the price tag alone is a big reason why people think that there's more value in the more expensive stuff. So, I don't believe that you should be doing stuff for free because people won't have like think that there's as much value in a free thing. Like no matter how good of a job you do, if you said it was free, it's always going to be a free thing. Um, and people, you want to people to value your product, right? So I kind of think that even if it's like, if you're starting off, like you need to charge stupid cheap, like don't expect to make minimum wage, at least like make something like, yo dude, like I just started, I just got this laptop from a friend. I don't have the right gear. Like, I mean, don't obviously don't tell them you don't have the right gear or whatever. Uh, just be like, Hey man, I'm really passionate about what I do. I'm trying to get some work done. I'm, I'm trying to connect with a bunch of artists. I wanted to offer you like, yo, I'm willing to. I'm willing to do this project for five bucks. Like that is so stupid cheap and you're not doing it for the money at that point. You're just doing it. So it's like, Hey, like I just want to do a super cheap cause I really believe in you. That's like, Hey, I want to do it for free because I also feel like there's like a little bit of a difference there. Like if you say like, I'll do it for free, then it kind of makes it about you. Like I want to do it for free cause I want to work with you and get that credit, you know? Uh, but if you're like, Hey, like it's five bucks, that means they're giving something too. Like it's for them. Like, Hey, like I usually charge more, but I'm willing to do this one for five bucks. Like I'm, I'm really work with you cause I really believe in you. You know, I feel like there's a little bit of a feeling and image change there as well. So I do recommend doing projects for stupid cheap and doing them all the time. Um, if you're just starting, uh, I kind of believe that it's not a bad idea to kind of 
be the artist yourself a lot of times if that's what you need to do to like practice like I don't know if that what position you're in if you're in that position then go for it I mean if you're not really an artist at all and won't even consider that then like download stems you can email me DM me on Instagram I'll send you some stems if you really want um, but I really believe that you just need to get started and hustle 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 like you want to know the last time I, okay this is so funny to me. This is so funny to me. People are like, oh my gosh, I worked like a 12-hour job, 12-hour day today at work. I'm like, yeah, but you're still working about 40 hours or less. Like, you know, like if you're working part-time, it's less, right? I I, I can't tell you the last time that I had a 40-hour-a-week, 40 hours a week job. Like, I can't tell you the last time. Like, I haven't worked less than 40 hours a week in like years. I Like, because... <laughs> it's too competitive. The economics of music is too competitive. Like this is the only marketplace where you just have to be straight up better than other people. Like you can be a doctor, a good doctor and never have to worry about a job. As long as you went to medical school and did a good job and didn't cheat or whatever, as long as you don't kill people. And even if you accidentally kill people, like, like if you're a bad doctor, you could still survive. And, uh, same thing with a lawyer. You could do that with a lawyer. Like, you can, I mean, this is, you know, teachers that do this, you can be a bad teacher and still make a living out of it. You can be a mediocre technician and still be decent at it, like, or do well with it, you know, like, um, this is the only job, one of the very few jobs, I, I feel like the arts in general, like you just straight up, I hate to say this because I don't believe in comparing other people, comparing people. But you just straight up need to be better than other people. That is the only way you make money. And you can't be better if you don't work on your craft, if you don't practice, if you're not working. Now, I'm not saying that it's really healthy to be working 60, 70, 80 hours a week. Um, because a couple summers ago, two summers ago, I had to, I was working 100. So I just started, I started my studio now and I've been uh, doing this full time for three years. Uh, when I like, so I've been doing audio for about 11 years. Um, actually, a little bit more than that, I think. Uh, I don't care to calculate it, to be honest. But I've been, I quit all my other jobs. I haven't had another job in over three years. Uh, and uh, it was really scary, especially because I was, um, how old was I? I was 22, just gotten married. I hadn't, didn't have a baby yet, but I just got married. I was 22. I'm, I'm like, I was like young, and I still am young. Um but uh, I like was hustling my butt. Like I was hustling so much. I, I was going to school full time and I was working 100 hours a week in six days because I try not to work on Sunday. That's always been my thing. In six days, I was working 100 hours. Uh, that Yeah, if you're calculating that like and you're calculating how many hours it would take to go to school full time on top of that, you're right. I took about two hours of sleep a night and I did that for an entire summer. I was I was like going crazy. You, you don't realize how crazy I was going. I was going crazy. But the point is, I was hustling to make that happen. And you got to hustle to make it happen. You know, if you need to work 120 hours a week for a few months, I mean, obviously, I'm a huge promoter of mental health and like personal, regular health, like a balance in life. But if you need to do that to make it happen, then do it. What's stopping you? You're only stopping yourself. Go out of your way. Like, go out of your way to find projects and do stuff. Like, I'm really trying to motivate you here. And I'm not trying to say that I'm the best. I'm trying to be a motivator for you. Like, I'm an idiot. I've got terrible ADHD. I, I'm bad at focusing. I'm way too hyperactive. 
I have a wife and a family that I'm trying to take care of. These are all things that I could be using as an excuse. Now, I, there's all the opposite end. Like, I go out of my way now. And the reason why I don't do that anymore is because I found that it's really important. I wanted to take uh, spending time with my family as a priority over work. You know, a couple, like once or twice a week. And I try to do that. Like, I really do. Um, and so because of that, I, I, I refuse to work more than 60, 70, 80 hours a week now. Um, and I try to balance family life, uh, and I spend quality time with them. You know, it's not a lot of time, but when I'm with them, I try to spend really good time with them. Um, but, uh, like whatever your priorities are, these like, this doesn't not, you don't, you're making excuses. If you're making excuses, like you need to stop. You need to be honest with yourself. Are you making excuses? Like you need to be genuinely honest with yourself. Are you making excuses? Can I be doing more? And uh, if you're really passionate, if this career is for you, then you will always say, I'm passionate enough to get over myself, to stop making excuses and to bust my butt. But if you're, if you're like, oh, I kind of like, like making music and you're thinking about having a career in mixing and uh but you're like oh like i don't know if i want to give up my tv show i don't know if i want to give up game of thrones to uh work a few more hours or i don't know if i want to sacrifice sleep in order to work more to make things happen i'm going to tell you right now you're not going to make it so why even bother getting started do it as a hobby don't do it for work don't do it for money but if you're serious, like that is like a really big, deep statement and I'm going to hold to it. I don't care if you fight me on it. I'm going to hold to it. If you're really serious about making this career, like every single intern that I get that says, music is my life. I'm so like, I'm going to make money from it. Like, I'm so good. Like, if you're one of those people, stop making excuses, make it happen. Do work for free if you really have to or stupid cheap. Um, I'm not saying quit your job. I'm not saying that. Uh, the golden rule of entrepreneurship is to always be going to school while you're working or uh, or keep your day job, right, until you can quit it. But um, you need to just learn how to be more effective with your time, stop watching TV, uh, stop treating yourself, and start um, taking life seriously. Start taking this career seriously. Again, this is the one of the very few careers where you the your livelihood is based on how much better you are than everybody around you. Like, if you're a studio, if you're a mix engineer, and you do everything, like let's say you're, you're there's a lot of people that do this. Let's say that you're a recording engineer, and you should be thinking about this when you start. And this should be part of your goals and part of your purpose, potentially. You're, you record, you mix, you edit, you master, you produce, you do all this stuff, right? Um, what makes you different from the studio down the street? What makes you different from the guy asking his friend that has a recording set up at home? Like, what makes you different? If you say gear, I swear to my, oh my, I swear on my life, you better not be basing your business off of gear. Like, that is a dumb business. Gear should be a reward of good business. Gear shouldn't be the business, okay? 
That's, that's just dumb. You're stupid. I'm sorry. I don't care. I'll fight you on it. Like gear is not, is shouldn't be your main differentiator. Like it might be a differentiator, but if that's your number one reason, oof, good luck, homie. Like tell me your success story. Prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. I really hope you prove me wrong on that, but I, I don't believe, I don't know anybody that's done business over a long period of time strictly because of gear difference there's usually they usually do a specific genre better than other people or they they record vocals or they're friendlier than other people or um they have different tools not gear i'm not saying gear but they have different tools than other people like maybe you have an auto-tune that somebody else doesn't have and people like that auto-tune vibe um i don't know like what differentiates, why would you, why would someone go to you over someone else? And that's something to think about as well as you get started. Like you really gotta, like this is just economics. Like, I, I mean, I'm kind of, I like economics. I kind of, stu- I study it a little bit. I'm not like a super economic freak, but like that's just like niching down, like getting specialized. Like that is, that is a big part of it. And you got to consider that. And when you get first get started, like, I feel like you become a better mix engineer if you understand the recording process. Like I feel like like you would do better as a mixing engineer if you didn't jump directly into mixing. Um, that's just my opinion. Uh, that's not always the case. Um, but knowing how microphones work and knowing clients and their expectations and the recording phase and the different expectations when they have mixing, like these are all like good things to learn. Um, but in general, like as you progress your career and become more serious, you'll find yourself niching a little bit more and giving people more reasons to come to you for a specific type of service or for a specific reason. If your thing that makes you different is the fact that you have the dopest house and the dopest studio, it just looks dope and you got, it's like the vibe is right. Like you're, let's say like, uh, um, you you rent out a little cabin in the middle of the woods and there's nothing around but you got a fire pit in the backyard you got a bunch of art in the in the building it's like it's just you got no wi-fi no internet you're literally just like a focus maybe that's your niche maybe that's the thing the key differentiator between the other companies right and people will come to you specifically just for that and you can market it as like escape from life and focus on creating and writing music i don't know whatever it is um, you're going to find that uh, niching is going to help you in the future as well. Okay, there's probably a lot more things that I can add, but I want to keep this I want to keep this episode short. Um, feel free to follow me on Instagram, DM me um, at DKMixes. Um, feel free to send me uh, a mix for some feedback. Send me an MP3. Don't send me a wave. Uh, send me an MP3. Um, And uh, just send it to my email at dkmixes at gmail.com. All right. Be the best that you can be. Hustle. Uh, You got to just work hard. Hit that pavement. Bootstrap. Um, And stay saucy. One, two, three. This episode of Mixing Music with DK has been brought to you by LaunchPod Media. If you want to start a podcast, make sure to start it right with LaunchPod Media. The Mixing Music Podcast is proud to say that we have a lot of free resources outside of the actual podcast. 
Visit mixingmusicpodcast.com backslash links to find access to our free PDFs and free resources. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.